0: And so as we look unto him who is the good shepherd realize yet once again he declares he is the one who puts together or who has coined our faith he has made it to be and he gives it unto us or he effects this faith in each one of us by his spirit and then he says this is the only victory that overcomes the world it is not our discipline it is not any other thing that overcomes the world it is one thing the word of god says this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith and i want you as we enter into the world today remember what florence read at the beginning says today if you'll hear his voice harden not your hearts as in the day of rebellion why is it that it says when you hear his voice harden not your heart remember last time we said that he knows his sheep and we asked how does he know his sheep he knows his sheep because they hear his voice that is how he identifies his sheep if you are his sheep you will hear his voice if you are not his sheep, you will not hear his voice and so he tells them in the, today, if you hear his voice, any day, that particular day when he is speaking unto you, he says, when I speak, you must be in a place where you will hear my voice. Because it is by my voice that you are directed in the way that you ought to go. It is by my voice that faith comes into being in your spirit and in your soul. If you don't hear my voice, faith ceases to be because you'll hear the other voices that do not bring faith. And we read again what it is that he tells unto us as we enter into the subject today. I want us to finish that aspect of in the valley of the shadow of death. We were sharing, we studied that last week, and we finished when we were looking at this woman who was in the sh- valley of the shadow of death and her experience in that particular shadow of death. You realize we said. it, even her friends, her parents, how her, you know, close acquaintances couldn't stand with her in that valley of the shadow of death. The Jews were ready with their stones and nobody could be ready to stand with her in that valley of the shadow of death. But the psalmist declares unto us that, those wonderful words. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and we tackled that particular aspect that he is with you he is with me and that is what he wants to the moment you know he is there even if you don't see him he declares that your faith starts to you know it starts to if it was flickering and dying the moment you realize he's around you don't need to see him it will start you know getting stronger and stronger it's gonna be well because He is somewhere around. I know he is within reach. I know he hears me. I know I can be seen on his radar. He can be able to see me on his radar. So he can locate me where I am at this particular time. And just like our sister testified, he located her right in, in, in Northwood Park Hospital. You know in those times you realize there's a time i went to visit somebody and i reached that particular door at around it was around two in the morning because she was crying i want to see i want to see paul uh, can he come over when i went there at two in the morning i reached the door i went up to the ward they even told me go to the ward i reached the word. when i read the word they told me from inside sorry we can't allow you in we, we nobody is allowed in and i i had wasted all my time to run all the way to go there she was told sorry he can't he can't come in to see you but our good shepherd, he will be right there inside with you and he will be able to see you through. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And so he says in John 10, 11 to 14, as we have read over again and I repeat, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the, sh- the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. Jesus then says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and I am known by my own. Then as we come to uh, unpacking that aspect of the good shepherd, we continue with this one in Psalms 23 verse 4, where he says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me and today I want us to look at your road and your staff they comfort me I want us to look at this particular road and understand what is the road and what is the staff of the master or of the good shepherd there are you know, many times we sing and we say your road and your staff they comfort me but maybe sometimes we don't really grasp or know what is this road and what is this stuff what does it mean to me and how does it relate to me once again i like going back to the garden of eden or outside the garden of eden this particular time adam and eve have been thrown out of that blissful place where they had been all their life and now they have two children they've got cain and they've got abel and it's interesting if you're reading in hebrews chapter 11 and verse 4 he says by faith abel abel you know offered to god a more excellent sacrifice than cain through which he obtained witness that he was righteous god testifying of his gifts and through it he although you know it, it, it says, and though he and through it he being dead still speaks Now realize, these two children, Abel and Cain, they are born outside the Garden of Eden because they had been chased out. All they've had of the blissful, wonderful life that had had been there before was from the stories either that the mother or the dad told them that, you know, once we lived in a place, it was so wonderful, it was over there. Everything was wonderful and good. But then one day we did something stupid. We went and disobeyed. And when we disobeyed, it cut off our link with God. They only heard about God. They didn't know him. They never saw him. They didn't hear his voice at all. The only people who had heard the voice were Adam and Eve. Now I want you to look at Abel and Cain. They were born into the valley of the shadow of death. Because the Bible says, the moment you eat of that particular fruit, you will die. Meaning, the whole earth and the world as a whole entered into that particular valley. It became a valley of the shadow of death. For death was hovering over the whole earth and over the whole of humankind. And we still happen to abide in that particular place. Because when Jesus left, he says, I'm not asking that you remove them from the world. In essence saying, I'm not asking that you remove them from the valley of the shadow of death. But I'm asking that you keep them from the evil one. That even in this particular valley, it has been there right from the beginning. We, essentially, some places are darker than others. But I want you to realize we are daily, moment by moment, walking through this particular valley. But the Lord wants you to have the grace and the strength to know, as the psalmist tells you there... I am the good shepherd. I am with you. Realize in this particular place, Cain and Abel, I believe, they didn't know how to fight. They didn't know how to strike because they had not known that all along. So how does Cain discover, I can hit my brother and kill him? What what the scripture is telling us, in the valley of the shadow of death, even your brother can turn against you even your sister whom you have trusted even your child even your parent whom on whom you have had confidence and your friend whom you have believed all along he can come against you and he can strike you in that valley of the shadow of death abel they didn't know it but i believe something happened Cain must have, because of the entrance of evil, you realize, Satan, the Bible says, he became violent after, you know, because of violence. He increased his uh, wealth and what have you in the book of Ezekiel through violence. And he defiled his sanctuaries. It must be after he had deceived the, the man and woman and he had entered into the realm of art. He made the animals to start fighting against each other. And so Cain must have seen one bird go and beat the other and kill it. So he got the idea, oh, so if this young brother of mine, because he offered a sacrifice and he has been accepted by God, I can deal with him so that he gets out of my way. He learned that particular thing by what it is, the violence that was surrounding him in that particular valley of the shadow of death. And Abel perishes at that particular time for that reason. But today I want us to look at this one thing. As the scripture says, that your road and your staff they comfort me. Now realize we have looked that he is with me in that valley of the shadow of death. He is with you. But There are three other things that the shepherd has in that valley of the shadow of death, which happen to be the things that comfort, the the things that bring joy and peace and rest to the sheep. He is there. They can't see him as such. They only hear his voice. But then he says, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The third one, we shall touch it later. He says, you pour your oil upon me. So he has the road, he has the staff, and he has oil that he pours over on, on, on the ship, as ship's head at some point in time. But today let us look at this particular road and this particular staff. First and foremost, I want you to realize the ship gives us a very good example of what it is to live by faith. And why do I say that? It is because the sheep are not self-sufficient. They are not able to take care of themselves. That is item number one. No one even remember Jesus tells Peter, feed my lambs, tend my lambs, feed my sheep. Some strength strength, the sheep do not know how to take care of themselves. Secondly, they are totally dependent on the, on the, on the shepherd. That is, you know, they, you know they, they, they thrive best when the shepherd is around. He is able to lead them. They always wait to hear whether, when they will be told, we are going this way. Then they will move with the shepherd. If the shepherd doesn't move, he remains in a dry place. You will see them just eating the dry grass or dry sticks around. They don't move. They like being all, always closed by the shepherd. They rely completely on the shepherd's voice for guidance. They give us a nice picture of what it is to live by faith. Now realize, apart from the shepherd's voice, there is now the road and the staff. And now question comes, why was the staff and the road important to the the sheep? Now, first and foremost, let us look at the road. Now, the road, first and foremost, what used to happen is when the shepherds would return home, the, the, the road was about... About two feet, the two feet, yeah, about two feet tall, long. They will put it under a certain place in the gate as the sheep come home. And when they put it at a certain height, only one sheep can go through at that particular time. And once the road has been put there, the shepherd will stand there, the sheep pass through under, and he goes counting one after the other, one after the other, until all of them have gone through. So the road was for counting the sheep when they returned home to ensure that all were present and basically the road assures the sheep that nothing is left to chance the shepherd does not leave you out there hoping that you'll return home somehow some way that road was there to make sure that i have a hundred sheep and when he returns home the road under that road as they pass He will know at the end of the day I have my 100 sheep They are safe back at home and Essentially So the road was like An alarm system It ensured that if It turns out the 100 sheep Is not there It will make sure that you know a search party Is sent out immediately To be able to go to look out To find that particular one sheep so, the road, as he says, your road and your staff, they comfort me. It basically meant to the sheep that if I am lost, he will, you know, I am sure he will come back looking for me wherever it is that I may be. That road, it starts up your faith and my faith. And what does that mean unto us? Let us look briefly at some things that the Lord says. If you look at John 17, 12. He says in that place, while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me, I have kept and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. Somehow he declares he cannot lose any of the ones that the father has given unto him. Keep that in mind. In John 1016 and 27 and 29 he says, "And other sheep I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd." Then he says in verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither, listen, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. And remember, again, once again, today if you hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the day of rebellion his sheep never hardened their hearts to the voice of the shepherd and as, as he says in this particular place that how is it that this particular road gives the sheep that particular assurance and that particular comfort now here comes what i relate to the road it is one aspect of the road in second corinthians chapter 1 verse 21 and 22 there is something that he has placed about which identifies his ship. He cannot miss. It's a guarantee that he has placed there. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21 and 22 says, Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Then verse 22 says, Who has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Thy road and thy staff, they comfort me. And I was sort of trying to relate. The road might, uh, relate something to do with his spirit whom he has given me. Because the road is ever there. By the road, he is able to identify the guarantee as it abides. This particular guarantee abides in your heart. He ensures nobody can snatch that one away from my hand. You are secure with this particular road at work in your life. In Ephesians chapter one, verse fourteen, it says, "Who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession of the praise to the praise of His glory?" Maybe I better re- I, 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 I re- read the verse. Read the verse before that, so that you get you get the full gist of it. Ephesians chapter one. Ephesians chapter one. And if you look at verse, let us read. Let us read from verse. Uh, yeah, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 14. All right. Oh, sorry, I was looking at chapter 2. I was wondering how, what is the difference. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1 verse, verse 13, He says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of His glory? So the road that He gives unto us, that particular road somehow starts something within our spirit. There is a story I read somewhere over an orphan. in in somewhere i think it's either in lebanon or somewhere like that and as he was having the only few sheep that he had the army one time i think i don't know whether it's the british or what have you had gone there and because they were they were capturing they had captured the whole area what happened they captured all the sheep of all the farmers they had said people should not graze in that particular area but somehow some farmers some shepherds had taken their sheep there and so they Captured all those sheep and they took them into their camp and the story came you if you want to deliver this ship You must pay the fine now. This boy was an orphan. He had nothing. He had had nothing to be able to pay with so Somebody somebody came and paid for his sheep and you know when he had paid he, when he came to the gate the soldiers started laughing at him and telling him okay Go and get your sheep, because there were thousands of sheep that were in the whole pen. You know, all of them bunched up together from different places, and they were so happy because they were—they knew they were gonna eat all these particular sheep happily. The poor boy was crying there at the gate. I want my sheep. So they told him, "Okay, get in and go get your go, go, get in and go get your sheep," because they knew there is no way he will be able to identify his sheep. You know what he did? The boy remembered he had something he went into his pocket he had a whistle and that whistle was the whistle that he only his sheep identified and knew so when he took out the the the, the whistle the soldiers were standing there laughing expecting nothing is going to happen he put it on his mouth and he blew that particular that that whistle the moment he blew it all that few sheep of his They started running out of, from all the various, wherever they were, and all of them came gathered at his feet. And the dear boy, orphan walked out of the gate so happily, going away with all that few sheep of his, following him out of the place. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. And I want you, my brother and my sisters. I encourage you last time, make a point you must learn the voice of your shepherd, that you will hear him don't just go any uh, running anyhow trust that particular voice he will lead you to the right place and that voice is linked to that particular guarantee that he has placed in you and in me that particular guarantee is the one that identifies the frequency of the masters of the master's voice you cannot miss that particular voice We live in an age where there are so many voices and Jesus says in the last day there will be many who will come in my name saying I am the Christ. There are many prophets and what have you that will rise up. And he warns his church. He tells every one of his sheep, each one of us, you will hear my voice. And thus even when I stand here and I speak unto you, you must allow the spirit of God that he has deposited in you to be able to vibrate so that you can grasp that that is the voice of my shepherd. Oh, nah, that is Paul. Paul is taking me away. That is not right. That is, if you hear I say something wrong, rise up and come and tell me, Paul, you say that doesn't line up with scripture. That is essentially what the sheep are supposed to be. You are supposed to be alert at all times, all for the glory of God. And there's that guarantee that he has given unto us. The second thing he says, the road that was one thing for counting to make sure the road doesn't get the ship doesn't get lost so that road gives you the faith to know, yes, I am in the valley of the shadow of death, but the master will not miss me out because I will want, I'm i going to go under that particular road in the evening. I will not get lost. If I don't go under that road, he will come looking for me. And so I'll have confidence wherever I walk, wherever I go, the Lord is with me because his road comforts me. His road gives me the assurance it's going to be well. I have my inheritance. My inheritance is guaranteed as I continue to hear his voice. And I'm not rebellious to that particular voice. Hear what he says again. Now he says, the voice also, this particular road was also, it had a mess. You You know, it had a mess at the end of it. That, that road, what used to happen is they would put, put in you know, metal bits of iron and whatever and glass at the end so that you know, it, it was something like, at, at the very end, it was a formidable weapon. That is what the shepherds, the shepherds used to use. That's why he says, your road and your staff, they comfort me. And I want you to realize how effective that road was. It was so effective against wild animals and against thieves. And thus, as long as the sheep will look at the, at the rod of the shepherd, it is not bothered about any dangers that will come from the left or from the right. He, is, he or she is secure. Listen to what he says in 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 34. It's a very interesting scripture. He says, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by uh, its beard and struck and killed it. That's how formidable that road was. It could kill even a lion. That's what David says. That's how David killed the lion. He, 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 when the lion had gotten the sheep, he hammered the lion. And when the lion turned to come to him, he got hold of its beard. And he's not afraid. The rod, he smashed it with a particular rod and he killed it. And the same case the same case with the bear. Now, what is, what is it that has been given unto you and unto me with regard to this particular rod? what identify we have identified an aspect of the spirit of which is the guarantee ensuring that even if we are lost he will find us because it is like a, a, a ping. You know, it keeps on pinging whatever it is that you have gone. The way the NHS ping people these days now when somebody has gotten COVID. That particular that particular, uh, uh, the guarantee, the Holy Spirit, it can go, goes on pinging like a monitor. Wherever you are, wherever you've gone, sometimes we get into a wrong place. It is pinging in that place and that is making the shepherd know, oh no, my sheep has entered into the wrong den. I have got to get away to get it out he will seek you out because that road gives him notice of where it is that his ship is at any one time and now the second aspect of the road which it destroys the, the enemy or what it, whatever it is is what he tells us there in you know that in Acts chapter 4 verse 12 there is something that he has given unto us which acts as that particular road and it works on the enemy he says nor is there salvation in any other for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved acts chapter 4 verse 12. that is he has given you a name and he has given me a name and with this particular name it does not matter whether you are in that valley of the shadow of death. You need to know and identify that particular name that you can be able to call upon it. Remember in, in Philippians two nine to eleven it says it is the name that is above every name. Every knee bows to it. Every tongue confesses unto it. In the shadow, in that particular valley of the shadow of death, this name is your security. Why does it say in Proverbs eighteen ten that? name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. That name is your rod. is that shepherd's rod as He raises it up. There is no way that even in that particular valley of the shadow of death that thing can defeat that particular name. Whatever situations, whatever problems, whatever difficulties we are going to, sometimes we don't even know how to pray concerning the problems we have. But if you learn to be able to call on that particular name, I can assure you that name has a way to identify your problem, to identify your need. It is the road of the shepherd that is able to whack the skins of the enemy out of your life and out of my life and gives us that assurance and many times we try to fight things by ourselves But this is the name that has been given unto us. That's why I told you last particular time that, you know, it is not a partnership with maybe with hope, with a ministry, with a prophet. No, it is that name, that road, thy road and stuff. They comfort me. If you know that name, it is sufficient. It will deliver you, all for the glory of God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember what here we read there before: that those you have given unto me, I have kept in your name, and then He asked the Father, "Keep them also in your name." that name my brother and my sister let it be on your lips let it be in your brain let it be your song let it be your every in your very breath as you declare it realize seven times he tells us in the book of john chapter 14 15 and 16 seven times he tells us ask in my name ask in my name he knows he's invisible he knows you cannot see me in that particular valley of the shadow of death but he knows my name is sufficient just the mention of my name is enough for me to be in that particular place calling my name makes me to appear in that particular situation or circumstance for the glory of god he basically said you don't know how you need to know how to nicely mention that name no just say jesus It is enough it it identifies your voice itself is able to identify to him and oh yeah that voice the frequency tells me he's suffering from covid the different the frequency is telling me cancer is destroying his land the difference is telling the frequency is telling me oh he has got this problem in his foot in his hip in his whatever that voice he's able to identify the name picks out your need and the name will sort you out If you call long enough on it. Many times we only call once and we keep quiet. Oh no, he has not heard me. We had in our hearts. But he wants you to cry more and more. The other day I was at some place in prayer. And there is a a, a plant I planted about, I think, is it four or five years ago. It has been coming. Then winter comes, it dies. Completely dies. And then after summer comes, suddenly we see the shoots coming up again. If it comes, it has never given fruit, and we said, Oh, it was just a waste of time. The other day, I was in prayer and uh, I was meditating on something, and then the phone rang. It's Florence who, was, uh, who rang me, and suddenly she, she tells me, Look at the world, your WhatsApp. You look at your WhatsApp. I said, Why should I look at my WhatsApp? I'm, I'm in a place of prayer. Look at your WhatsApp. So I, I, I said, I, I was, I, she taught me something with the mobile I didn't know. I managed to be able to get to the WhatsApp finally because I was wondering, I will, do I cut you first so that I go to the WhatsApp? Because I, I, I'm old school. I didn't know the, what, what I'm supposed to do with the gadget. So it was so funny. So she was, she was enjoying me at that particular time. Then suddenly, okay, okay, look at this, do this, do that. Finally, when I reached the, when I reached the WhatsApp, I looked at it. Says, said, what is that on your plant? I said, that is how the fruit of that plant comes out after about five years that plant is supposed to give fruit in about nine months it never gave it because of the cold weather suddenly after five years for once the fruit has come out the first thing that comes out for the fruit to start appearing i marvel and say wow that is so interesting and then i heard it like the lord was telling me patience patience that is what you need you know keep on calling keep on calling on the name of the lord never give up don't get discouraged that things are not happening the way you desire them to happen keep on calling they're gonna happen don't give up in the name of the lord jesus christ this road and this stuff they comfort us the name of the lord is the road of the shepherd he holds it is ever with it he places it before you that's why he says in romans chapter 10 verse 13 whoever shall call upon the name of the lord the same shall be delivered let us finish quickly with our shepherd with the shepherds with the Shepherd's staff. he has said thy road comfort me and then he has also so the shepherd the staff your staff comforts or the also your staff comforts me so the road acts in to ensure the ship is not lost it ensures also the protection and security of the ship in the difficulties in the valley of that particular shadow of death what about the staff the staff happened to have a crook at you know a crook i think it's called a crook at the end and the staff of the shepherd was about five feet long. It is quite, it was quite a long road, sort of, and it has a crook at the at the far end. Now, interesting of you know, that particular staff is that with it, either the shepherd can lean on it, and also he is able to climb using it, and likewise at the same time, he's able to direct the sheep. Using that particular staff, because it is long, he is able to reach the edges where the sheep are, and gently be able to direct them in the direction it is that they are supposed they are supposed to come as they follow as they follow him. Now, something is it, that particular, uh, as we say, the shepherd is never was never without this particular uh, staff. He was always having it and he always has it. And that is what is happening with our shepherd, even right particular this particular time. With that crook at the end of the, of, the, of the staff, he is able to gently get hold of the lamb or the sheep when it is in difficulty. Sometimes the sheep is unable to go down the slope. And it is afraid, it is shivering up there, it is afraid. He is able to reach out with that particular crow and gently he brings it down, down, down. where it can fall into a crevice as it walks in that particular valley of the shadow of death. As I told you, it is a very dangerous place. It can fall into the crevice. But what happens is he is able to lean down. And he hooks the sheep nicely under its arm and he's able to lift it out of danger and he brings and puts it into the place of safety. Interesting thing about the staff is it is not for defending the flock. The staff was not for defending the flock. It was for carrying the sh- for the sheep and leading them daily you know, in their search for food, for drink, for tranquility and for rest. That was the purpose of that particular staff. And what is the staff for us right now as we look at it? Our sister shared with us a bit about it, but look at Psalms 119, verse 105, a scripture you know very well. Your word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Amen. My brother and my sister, lead be able to hear to know the word. And as I told you lot of before, yes it's nice to read the scripture and to know the scripture but sometimes in that valley of the shadow of death you forget even the scripture that you have learned all along you must hear what the master is saying to you at that moment that you may be able to cry out that particular scripture that's why he says hide his word in your heart because somehow the Lord will stir up that particular word in your spirit and you'll be able to pop it out. He brings it again, an awareness of that word in your mind. You can speak it out. It becomes a lamp and a light in that valley of the shadow of death where nobody is able to understand what you're going through. You, even yourself, you don't understand. Somehow that word starts to show you where you're going to stay and how you're going to go. Remember in Psalm 17:14 psalms chapter 17 and verse 4 there's this but your scripture says concerning the works of men by the word of your lips i have kept away from the paths of the destroyer that is the stuff it pulls you away from the paths of the destroyer but that is if you can hear the word many times we are rebellious to that particular voice and we don't listen to it we let our ego You know, get ahead of the word of God and say, nah, I can make it, I can do it. Or nah, I don't need to be in that particular place. No, let us seek to hear. That voice, as it speaks unto us in the name of Jesus, it says in Psalm 17:4. Remember, concerning the works of men, by the word of your lips I have kept away from the paths of the destroyer. There is the destroyer in the path in the valley of the shadow of death. He has his paths there. If you walk those paths, you will be destroyed. But if you heal to the st- staff of the man, that's why he said, Your road and your staff, they comfort me. He can sense because the ping is pinging. Oh no, Paul is going the wrong way. He reaches out and up and will stop gently. He draws him back into his way so that he may be able to walk the way that he has desired him to walk. If you remember Psalms 119 verse 11, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Why? Because that road that stars the guarantee that he has placed in your spirit makes your conscience aware that hold it. That is the wrong path. That is the wrong thing to be involved in. Those are the wrong thoughts to entertain. That is the wrong company for me to be involved in. So what does that particular road? It stars up your mind. It brings forth the stuff. It hooks you. And that word starts to ping in your spirit. You realize, oh yeah, I better not be in this particular place. Psalms 119 verse 49 and 50. I want you to remember those who I says, Remember the word, your word, the word to your servant. Psalms 119 49 and 50. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Your road and your staff, they comfort me. Mm -hmm. Psalms 119, 49, 50 is telling you that, remember the word, your word to your servant. Can you remember what he said? Or in the course of fear and crying and complaining, you forgot what it is that he said. And you forgot the good shepherd and you started to cry. Woe is me, woe is me. Nobody cares about me. Nobody is concerned about me. And the good shepherd is wondering, why is my child hardening her heart? Because that is hardening his or her heart. The moment we start murmuring and complaining and saying all sorts of things, contrary to his word. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Our complaining does not move God. Our murmuring does not move God. Our crying, strange enough, doesn't move God. It is your faith and my faith that touches his heart. It pleases him and he arises in our behalf. Your road and your staff, they comfort me. And remember what he has said in Matthew 20, 28, 20, Lord, I am with you even to the end of the age and don't forget what he has given unto you in psalms 119 verse 89 forever O lord your word is settled in heaven that stuff it will not fail it will not change so don't be worried even if everybody tells you it cannot work it does not work in this time for tell them you can rightly tell them go to hell Because I know his word is forever settled in heaven. It will not change. And though I suffer at this particular time, this word is my comfort in my affliction. He will bring me through in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And finally, Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Has he spoken and will he not make it good? That is his stuff. It will comfort you. That word is certain and is assured for the glory of God. And as you go remember what he finalizes it with in 2 Corinthians 1.20. He says for all the promises of God in him are yea, and they are amen to the glory of God through us. Thus in the valley of the shadow of death. His promises are yea and amen. They are the staff that will comfort you. Thy road and thy staff, they comfort me. That should stir up our faith. As we look at that road, as we look at that particular staff, our faith should blaze up into a mighty flame to know that we will make it. There's no way we are going to slide. There's no way we are going to lose. Our victory is assured in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we bless you.